to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Man, good to see each of you. I want to say welcome to our online church. We love you. We love you. We love you. Uh, you are so faithful to us. We thank you for being a part of the church. Thank you for being uh, here each week with us. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit with them. I want to say thank you to the worship team. Man, they're rock stars. I love them. They bring us to the table every week and so grateful for them. Um, well, welcome this morning. Today is a special day. I stand in a real neat spot today because I, I get to do the state of the church. I've uh, been doing this for years here. Um, kind of stole it from the State of the Union address. Uh, my news is better. <laughs> uh, my news is so much better. So, um, but I, I just feel like it's good sometimes to get to stand before the church uh, and just pull back the pages, just open the book, just, just let the church see the church. I want to show you numbers today that you may have never seen in your life. You may never see at other churches. It may not be part of their DNA, but it is part of our DNA. Uh, we're a very transparent church. We're open church. We're, 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 we're just a church that's, if you ain't caught on by now, it's kind of real. Amen? We don't chase religion. We chase relationship. And it starts with a relationship that God wants with each of us through Jesus Christ. And then we chase each other because we're just better together. Amen. And so uh, I get to do the state of the church. If you're new in the house, never been here before, been coming for a little bit, never heard one of these, uh, we just talk about numbers. That's what we talk about. And I know, I know, some of you right now are like, now, Pastor, I'm just not one of them number guys now. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm in the Bible. I want some Bible. I'm like, well, can I set you free for a little bit? Uh, you looked at this very long, you're going to see numbers in here, okay? He said on the sixth day, God created, and on the seventh, he rested. God said also, I'll give you the Ten Commandments. I think that's a number, okay? Ask Noah about the numbers he gave him specifically about the ark. Jesus said, I'll leave the 99 to go get one. When Pentecost fell, it said that 3,000 were saved and added to the church. Uh, I'm sorry, but God's a number guy. He's such a number guy. He named one of the books in the Bible, Numbers. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, I never thought about it. All right? He's a number guy. And now we're not gonna do numbers to puff us up and celebrate us and anything like that. Numbers are about him. This is what he did. And every number represents a life that is precious to the king. And I think the church needs to celebrate more often and quit just moving on to the next thing. Sometimes it's good to get a fatted calf, you know what I mean, and throw a crowd and get a crowd and throw a party in Jesus' name. 
and celebrate the goodness of God because he's good. And we need to learn to sing and celebrate how good God is. So if you're the one of those, well, I'm not a number guy there, preacher. Well, let me say something to you. When you step on the scales and you like that number, woo, I'm a number guy. But you step on that scale and you're like, I'm, I'm glad I'm not a number guy. That's terrible, All right? You're a number guy. You pull up to get gas, you're like, oh, I'm a number guy and I'm gonna take somebody out for these numbers, All right? If you went shopping lately, you ain't in love with them numbers, amen? My basket doesn't get near as covered for that amount of money anymore, All right? We're number guys. We're number people, All right? And we wanna look at numbers. I wanna take you to a book real fast, Habakkuk really because I just like to say the word. Habakkuk 2.2, all right? Go to Habakkuk 2.2, all right? I'm waiting on the time when a parent names a kid Habakkuk. If I bump into him, I'm gonna laugh first, not at the young man, but just at the name. That's pretty cool, man. Habakkuk 2.2, I want you to see this in Scripture because we're about to do this, and I encourage you to do this, all right? Habakkuk 2.2. It says, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation, and make it plain on tablets so that the herald may run with it. (laughs) I don't know about you, but for me, if I don't write it down, I'm going to forget it. Amen? Anybody join my crowd? Woo! Thank you, Paxson. I'm just saying, they call me around the office big chief. I'm not real techie. I gave all those gifts to my son. All right, I'm big chief, number two pencil and a pen, all right? People trying to find paper in the office, they like, ask the pastor, he big chief. I don't know where paper is in our office. I'll tell you where it is. I write everything down, all right? I got notepad in my, in my truck, in my backpack, in my office. I'm always writing stuff down. One of the greatest things that I learned to do is write down the things that God has done for me and for the church because when I look back on them, It increases my faith and tells me that my God is still on the move. God's still doing a new thing. Habakkuk 2.2 says, write it down, my friends. I'm gonna encourage you in your own personal life to write it down. Write down how good he's been to you. We wrote it all down. We're about to see how good he's been to the house. This is a good house, a good church, man. God's been faithful and good to the house. And we're celebrating today with numbers. We're not puffing ourselves up. We, we, we don't think we've arrived by any means, okay? Um, we're still grinding as a church to be better and better every day. But we will stop and celebrate the goodness of the Lord. And we wrote it down. And this is the revelation of what God has done in 2022. And we're gonna celebrate that this morning. So let's jump into it. Number one slide, new families. Uh, New families, 61 new families joined our church in 22. That's a big number. That's a big deal. In 21, 24 families did that, okay? So 21 families now call this church their home church, and we love every minute of that, okay? Uh, We love that. Kay does an incredible job as our connection pastor and my associate pastor. He kind of wears two titles, but the connection pastor is what we love because he connects people to the church. If you're looking to connect to this church, Kay Morrison connected to the church. 
does a super job with this. I love him, and, uh, and he does a great job with this. And 61 families chose this house this year uh, and 22 to become their new church home, and we celebrate every one of them. They, they make up, those, those uh, 61 families make up 151 fam, I mean, 151 members. So those families obviously have kids with them and stuff like that. They all come with them. So 151 new people now call the church at Bushland their new home church. And so we celebrate every bit of that. That's beautiful and uh, grateful for every bit of that. And so if you're sitting out there today and you're like, man, I, I, I've been coming for a little while. I'm not a member yet. I haven't joined. I, I'm just still kind of kicking the tires and checking it out. I want to see what they're all about and stuff like that. I'm still watching that pastor. I don't know about him yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. And if, if that's you and you want to know more about the church, you want you got questions about the church, there's cards you can fill out. Kay to get with you, follow up with you. We'll meet with you. We'll talk to you. We'll tell you more about the church. But we encourage you. Um, man, this is a good house. I'm telling you that. It's a good house. It's a good place to be. Baptisms, big deal. We love baptisms here. Uh, this is baptisms uh, this year. 67 individuals in the baptismal waters right over there. We love to keep it moving. We think splashing the water is a good thing. Uh, we love baptism. We love baptizing people. That's something that we do every Sunday. We can do it every service. We have everything we need, T-shirts, shorts, towels. You can just tell us at the end of any service, I want to get baptized. I know God wants me to get baptized. Or you can give your life to Christ, and we'll follow that with baptism just like that, okay? So we love that, all right? Another stat that we keep up with because it's very, very important is over 18. This is people that are 67 of the baptisms, 25 of those 67 were over the age of 18, I need to stop for a second and let you applaud that because that's not easy. That's hard to do. So y'all applaud that right there. It is very difficult and hard for people that get to be adults. They get, they kind of get locked in the ways. They kind of get in a rut. They kind of get stuck. They do their own thing. They all feel like they're fine, 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 fine. You ain't fine, fine, fine. All right. God knows you're not fine. He know he's been pursuing you, but but it's hard for adults, man. It's hard because they got friends, they got people watching them. Sometimes it's in front of their wife or their husband or their family members or people they work with. And for a man or woman over the age of 18 to walk down and give their life to Christ and be born again is tough. The enemy will try to talk you out of it, man, every time. But if you'll just let go and let him have it, he'll change your life, man. He'll rock your world, change it forever. And that's hard to do at a church. And I'm going to say something to you. You cannot see adults come to Christ consistently in your house without a heavy dose. I mean a heavy dose of the anointing Holy Spirit of God all over the place. I'm telling you, because adults, boy, they are white knuckle the chair and pew in front of them, and they will not move, all right? Will not move. And they'll hang on until church is over, and then they'll jet, man. I'm going to tell you, when God shows up in the house with power, there ain't no place you can hide. And it's hard for adults when God knocks on their heart, man. But I said it before, there's a doorknob to your heart. It's on the inside only. Nobody gets in unless you open it. And when you feel Jesus knocking at your heart, I don't care if you're, you know, 19 or 91, you open that door to be the best decision you ever make in your life. And it's a good house to do that, very good house to do that. So we celebrate all those baptisms, 67 of them, and then 25 of them that are over 18. That's a big deal. Life groups in our church, and 24 life groups in our church. 
And many of you are involved in a life group. That's a big deal. That's where we make the big church, small church. We can't near get our hands around a big old church like this and meet all the needs. It's, we're just better together, and we love that. Tommy done a great, super, super job there. We've kind of transitioned him into a new little role on our staff. Mark Boyette's come on as a small group pastor, and uh, that'll continue to grow in the years to come, and Mark will continue to invest in that, but we're grateful for that. That makes up uh, the number of people in life groups, 315 uh, people in those life groups. Uh, that's a big deal. Many of you are represented by that 315, and we celebrate that as well and grateful for that. Uh, Sundays at TCAB. Um, people ask me all the time, uh, Sundays at TCAB, we love the church. We love what God's doing, um, but we don't know a lot about what goes on around and what other places are going on, what, like, what's going on in preschool, what's going on in kids. So I wanted today to share that with you. So this is Sundays at preschool, uh, Sundays at TCAB. This is in the preschool area, the nursery area, okay? Melissa Huffman and uh, EJ, that's Emily Janelle. Everybody has a nickname on my staff, but EJ's down there. They, they, they do a great job. So Sunday mornings, they average on Sunday mornings in the preschool, uh, preschool department, 60 little ones. I want to say something to you. You come to me and say, Pastor, I'm just bored, man. I don't know. I'm just bored. I'm bored. I don't know what to do. I'm just bored, man. I need something to do. <laughs> I get you something to do. And you'll nap on Sunday afternoons like you ain't never napped in your whole entire life, man. We'll hear you from the front yard, okay? I mean, you'd be raising the roof in there. We can give you 60 little angels from the Father to make your Sunday morning the greatest thing you've ever seen, all right? So you holler at me anytime, and it would be my honor to help you with that, all right? So 60 preschools, that's, you ain't seen them, you ought to go down there and just peek. Don't stay long, you better get back here because they may pull you in, but uh, that's beautiful to watch. I love the preschool area and what God's doing down there. Uh, kids, this is average. Remember, these are averages. Uh, kids on Sunday morning, 82. Woo. That's first grade through fourth grade, okay? That's what when we owe people like this, this is children's church. Remember that? Mom and dad go to big church, kids go to children's church. This is Basically, Sunday morning children's church, you see them come down here and worship some. They're little worshipers, man. You want to watch them worship? Mm, man, that lights your fire, I'm telling you. So um, love our children's ministry. Katie does a super job. Bianca's down there helping her. They got a great team. We love our first three, fourth graders. Um, you see the number of, that they have on Sunday mornings doing those two services. That's beautiful. Uh, ask this a lot. What's uh, on-campus average for us as a church on Sunday morning? Uh, in 22, we averaged 662 on campus, all right? That's uh, each Sunday morning, when you add it all up, there's 662 people on average on the campus, okay? And some of you are thinking, that's why the parking lot looks like that. That's exactly why the parking lot looks like that. So, uh, yes, and I want you to say this to you, too. Th this 662 is up 23% over last year. Now, I I don't know, if you're a finance guy or you know numbers, that ain't easy to do in a year. That's just not easy to do in a year. That's big growth from, from on campus, okay? So God continues to be so good to the house, so faithful to the house and all that God's doing here. And so we give the Lord some real love for that and, and, and we just were honored to be a part of that. So online, people ask me all the time, Pastor, uh, online, uh, what, how many people do we reach online? How many people watch us? That kind of stuff. So in 22, 
420 people on average watch us online Sunday morning, okay? Now, they can watch it some other time during the week, but at 1030, that 422 watch that 1030 service sometime, either at 1030 or during the week, okay? That is huge. That is up 44% from the previous year. So some of you finance guys go, that, that's a lot of growth. Yes, that's a lot of growth. We have a beautiful, beautiful online presence. We have a beautiful team that does that. It is good. It looks good. It's sharp. So the camera people, the people you see, the people in that broadcast room that's running it right now, all that, that takes. And if you're looking for something to do, whoo, you got this skill set and you've come to the house and you're like, how can God use me? If this is your giddy up, we can help you giddy up. Okay, you come to us, any of my staff guys, anybody say, hey, I wanna help with that online. I love that. We'll, we'll, we'll get you, okay? We need you bad, okay? Many of you say to me, Pastor, I love our online. When, am I out, when I'm out of town, when I'm on vacation, I can, I can be sitting on the beach, mm. <laughs> all right? And I can tune in and watch my church live. I can know everything that's going on in my church. And I've had worship. Some of you have told me I've had sweet worship on the beach. Some of you are like, oh yeah, you can have some worship on the beach, preacher. I'm just telling you, all right? But you can have some sweet worship. It is beautiful. I love the technology that God's given us and the means to which we can do an online service like that. And we have a great team that makes a a really good service for us. And so I love those numbers uh, on campus and online. So Wednesday nights, some of you are like, whoa, Wednesday nights. It's crazy around here. Amen's crazy around here. I talk to Kate all the time. Kate's my pastor on the grounds. He says, we need space, we need space. I said, I know, I know, I know. All right? So here's Wednesdays at TCAB. All right? Preschoolers, again, if you need something to do, okay? Uh, preschoolers on Wednesday nights, okay? 72, all right? That's more than on Sunday morning. So they just bring a little bit more angels that come see us on Wednesday night that didn't see us on Sundays, okay? So if, you're ever, if you ever need to do something and you're like, I don't wanna go home and be bored. I'm coming back from work. You just pull in here. We can find you and put you to work, all right? 72, kids on, this is first through fourth, kids, 100 on average, 100 Wednesday nights, all right? If you've been in the kids' area, trying to check in or anything, I'm, I'm gonna enc- I encourage the first service to do this as well. When you leave work and you're coming to the church on Wednesday nights to drop off your children, I'm gonna really encourage worship before you get here because you're gonna be highly overstimulated just in five minutes in the building, all right? You're gonna, <laughs> I see it in their faces when they walk out. It's like, oh, Lord, help. I got to get out of here, all right? And y'all go to life groups, and, and Lord Jesus, have fun, all right? But just know what's happening. There's a bunch that's happening up here, all right? It is a lot. So I want to encourage you, before you hit the rodeo drop-off and before you hit the church, you need to seriously put some worship on. And if your children say, Mommy, what are you doing? Mommy's worshiping, all right? My, and it would really benefit you later if you let me, okay? And so... Just let the worship go. I'm sorry. I just let the worship go, okay? And, and, and it'll do good for you. Pre, pre-team. This is fifth and sixth. Jordan McCormick, great job. His team, Courtney and all them, 50 pre-teeners on Wednesday night, all right? That's fifth and sixth alone, just in that little group right there. Super job, great team that does that. 
Uh, they do a wonderful job. Thank you, Jordan and his team. Students, uh, that's the only building, our, our youth building is the only building not connected to the, to the main house. They're back behind us to the west. Uh, students on Wednesday night average around 84. Uh, we love our youth at 7 through 12. Remember, uh, most of 22, if not all of 22, was pretty much just held together with interns. We had some great interns that did a great job keeping our youth ministry afloat and breathing life into that and breathing the word and all that stuff. If you haven't been in on Wednesday nights with our youth, you're gonna love that. Watch those youth worship. Uh, Carrie does a super job with the worship team. And, and, and I, I, I would encourage parents to, man, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen's here and he's doing the youth now. He needs more. He's asking for more. He's begging for more. So if, if you wanna serve and you wanna invest, the youth could use some help. Uh, we love our students uh, here at TCAP. So on Wednesday night, that's four groups right there. That's 306 on average. 306 on average that's in the house, uh, here on the property, here on the campus on Wednesday night, and then a bunch of people, obviously, in life groups. So you say, well, that's a lot, Pastor. How do you support all that? What does that look like? All that good stuff. So I want to get to that real fast because some of y'all are like, that's the part I want to hear. So next slide, giving units, 376 giving units. And some of you are like, what the heck is that? All right? Well, here's what the heck that is, all right? Giving unit is what Sydney and I keep an eye on. I, I, I track that real hard. It's a big deal to me. Uh, giving units is people, units, a family or individuals that financially, through tithes or giving, support the ministry of the church. That what I call skin in the game. That these individuals or families, 376 of them, have skin in the game. They, they give to what God is doing here. If you're not one of the 376, you are missing out on the greatest blessing of all time. To be invested in the kingdom and what God is doing and changing lives and families and marriages is the most beautiful thing you can do. I encourage you to be one of the 376. Next year, my goal personally for our church is that we crack 400. I would love to see us go over 400 units in giving. Now, what this means is it is not good for a church to be supported by two or three people. It's much better to have a lot of volume, a lot of giving units involved in supporting that church. Listen to me. If two or three people are funding the church, it is not good for the church, and it's not good for your pastor. Just telling you, all right? So what's the beauty about this house is that 376 people are units of families in, in, in 2022 are a part of all that God's doing here. And I credit you and I say thank you for that and let's break 400 next year. So uh, next is total ties and giving. Total ties and giving. 1,732,505. That's what you as a church gave all right, in ties and offerings. I mean, in ties and givings, okay? And I'll break all that down later. Uh, that's next week for you. So, so, so a million seven. Remember, our budget for 22 was 1512, okay? A million 512. So we did a great job of meeting budget. We operate our church on a 50 week budget, not 52. We just counted as 50, 50 weeks. And we made budget uh, early in November, the first Sunday in November, we made budget, okay? That is incredible for a church to make budget that early, okay? And that's all because of you, your faithfulness, and how good God has been to the house. So the question that I've been getting since December the 18th 
at about 12.02 p.m. is how much was in the manger, how much was in the manger, what's the manger? So let me give you the manger because the big deal for us, total manger offering this year, 312,163. Y'all need to give some love to the manger offering. That's a big, big deal right there. Uh, Remember the manger offering, we do it every uh, December, third week. Uh, This year's manger offering went to the new campus uh, by Coda Baptist Church over on Northeast 26 that God just dropped that campus into our lap in September. And we dedicated the whole manger offering to go to the renovation of that property inside and out. And that's where that will be used. Uh, and And I wanna say to you again, thank you. It always blows my mind. It's amazing how God uses that. The manger offering this year, the 22 manger offering that we just saw, the 312, that's up 15% over the year before. And that's quite a jump over the year before. And that's all because of you. Um, Another slide is this. The total giving for 22, we've never been here before. This is the total giving last this past year, 2,044,668. We have never, ever, 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 ever been over 2 million. So you got to give that a little bit of love right there. All right. That's a great job by you as a church. Uh, Very, very faithful, very committed. That's 18% more in total giving than the year before. And and, and yes, you say, Pastor, that's that's some tough economic times. That's tough times. It is tough times. But God's church, God's house, God's people, faithful. And God's faithful. And uh, he's good. So I'm going to show you a graph. I know I got people that just love graphs. All right, I got these people. Give me a graph, preacher. Give me some colors on that graph and that kind of stuff. So I, I, I aim the please around here. So for all you that got that itch and needed the graph, you got your graph, all right? So there's, there's from 18, all right, all the way to current. There's all the COVID fun, okay, all right? Did, COVID didn't change God. He was still faithful. And so all that stuff, then you see the twenties. So, so we've kind of topped out. We're going to have to raise our chart a little bit, but you can see the growth in our church, the growth in giving, all that, growth in the manger, all that's been beautiful, all that's because of you, and all that is to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because you, you make that happen. You make that happen. And so I just praise the Lord for every bit of that. A little bit of time, I want to run through some stuff. So some of the things that what you saw behind us supports uh, for as events and stuff like that. We remember in 22, we took our first foreign mission trips, took two of them. Kay led those. Uh, those went to Honduras two times. They're going two times again this year, March and June. So if you love to go on mission trips and you want to get in on going overseas and mission, uh, we have that for you. We jumped out there. We did our first men's retreat uh, this past year in April. Uh, that was awesome. God moved powerfully. You remember the Sunday morning that we finished it with in the house? Some of you still talk about that. Well, we're doing it again, doing it again in April. So jump in on that, guys, if you have a chance. Women's retreat, uh, women continued to do a great job with the women's retreat. They started way before the men. That's just what they do. They're just awesome, okay? So they beat us to the punch. They do theirs. They got theirs coming up in a couple of weeks, ladies. Uh, February, I think it's Super Bowl weekend. They have a, a women's retreat. If you haven't signed up, jump in on that. Go to the app, sign up. You don't want to miss that. Marriage retreat continues to be a big deal for us. We love marriage. We pour into marriage. It's called the getaway. It's in October. We go to the mountains. We say hi to the Aspens. Uh, it's a great time. 
Many lives have changed. We've seen people born again and saved at the marriage retreat. We believe that will continue to happen. We jumped out with our first Good Friday service last year. That was awesome. Someone said, when was that? I said, Friday. <laughs> Some people. And you gotta understand you drive with them. When's that Good Friday service? Uh, Friday, right? And so, so we love that. Great service. Candlelight. We had three, all of them full, beautiful service. Reached a lot of families through the candlelight. We love that. VBS continues to be a home run for us. We love it. Camps galore all over the place. D-nows, pre-nows, you name it. We got it, okay? We do it all because of your faithfulness in giving. Without you, we can't do this, okay? Without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're not part of the giving team, jump in on that because every little dime, penny, nickel, quarter, dollar makes a difference in the kingdom, man. It does. Uh, just a reminder about the new property. Remember, we were waiting for two years about a new property and God just dropped it in our lap. And I mean, seriously dropped it in our lap in September. Uh, nothing. We basically got the keys to buy Coda Baptist Church. Six acres, the building, the property, uh, what's inside, everything just handed to us. We've all got the paperwork done, buttoned up, done. I do wanna give you one date, Habakkuk 2.2, to write it down so you don't forget it. So if you have a phone and you're techie, you wanna put it in there and put a reminder and all these bells that go off, that's fine. But put this date in there, Sunday, February 26th, February 26th at five o'clock, we're going to meet. The church is gonna go to Bicota and we're gonna have basically a night of worship there, okay? At five o'clock, now I'm telling you, <laughs> we're not gonna fit, but we're gonna fit. Does that make sense? I, I mean, we wanna go, okay? We wanna go. We're calling it a worship and dedication night. We're just gonna, we're gonna just meet for worship and pray over the place and pray over the walls and just reclaim it for Jesus and all that God's gonna do there. So 5 to 6.30, the first half, 5 to 5.45, I want you to walk the building outside, inside, see it all, okay? And then at 5.45, we're gonna meet back in the worship center and we're gonna have a time of worship and prayer. Uh, it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be powerful. We're gonna, we basically want God to absolutely claim the turf, I mean, just give it to him. He already knows what he's gonna do. He's already gone before us, man. He's faithful like that. But we don't wanna get the cart before the horse and think we know what we're doing. We're gonna follow God and God alone. And we want God to lead us. And that's what we're gonna do on the 26th. We're gonna say, God, you show us. You, you do it, man. You go do it. You give us favor where we need favor. And we're trusting you that, that your work's gonna be beautiful here. So that's February 26th. Last Sunday night of February at five o'clock, and then also excited about additions to our staff. I think God's positioning us really well. Um, we have Stephen coming. He came on as youth pastor. Uh, Mark Boyette came back from Florida to rejoin our staff. Uh, he's over our small groups. We, we moved Tommy a little bit more and as the family pastor and more of pastoral care type stuff. And they're beautifully spotted right, right in their gifting where they need to be. And I think God's built a beautiful team to lead a great, powerful church to all that God has for us. So I'm excited about that. Uh, also in January, some of you are unaware of that, but the second Sunday in January, we had deacons ordination put on seven new deacons. 
uh, beautiful men, great men, great wives. Uh, as a growing church, as we continue to grow and God continues to send people away, we want to make sure we're well positioned to take care of the needs that the church has got. And so we got seven new deacons and their wives. I love them, proud of them, thankful that they joined the team. Grant Harbison does a super job as our chairman of deacons, and uh, we love what God's doing there. So I want to turn you, I want to get you to a passage of scripture and I'll get you out of here. Uh, go to Esther. People ask me, Pastor, you got a passage of scripture that God's kind of impressed on your heart for the church? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is Esther 4, 14. Go to Esther 4, 14. This is where I believe God has positioned not just us, but the church in general. You and me are the church. I'm the church. You're the church, the little church. God's coming back to get the church, okay? Now, he's not getting the building. He's getting the church, He's positioned the little church, you and me, in this corporate church called the church at Bushland, okay? And I believe we're put here for such a time as this, okay? I wanna share with you Esther 4, 14 is the verse, but I wanna set it up. This is, this is Esther, okay? And this is a conversation with Mordecai, okay? And Esther has found herself in the king's house or at the king's table. And Mordecai is reminding her hmm, that there's nothing that you did to get yourself there. That you have come to this position because of the favor and the trust of God. Woo! Anybody picking up the phone I'm calling? Let me say something to you. My name's Jeff, but I have a seat at the Lord's table. Not because of anything Jeff did, but because of what my Jesus did for me at Calvary. I have a place in the king's house. Mm. Not by my works, man, but by the cross. I bear his name, okay? Any of you that are born again has a seat at the table. Any of you that have been born again has a seat in the house of the king. Not by my works, that no man may boast, but it's a gift of God. Amen. And so we find ourselves, little church, corporate church, in this spot. Mordecai is trying to help Esther see. Now listen to me. This is a gift given to you for a purpose. I want you to see it in Esther 414. 4, Esther 414. 4, for if you, church, little church, big church. For if you, church, remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jew will not arise from another place, but you and your family will perish. Watch what he says to her. And who knows? Hmm. But you have come to this royal position this seat at the king's table, this place in the king's house for such a time as this. Can I say something to you? The church has been positioned, shaken, positioned for such a time as this. The little church and the corporate church, little church, big church. Listen to me, the world, <laughs> is not supposed to lead the church. The church is supposed 
to lead the world. We got it backwards, man. We're the leaders. We've been given the seat at the table. We have come into this royal position as the church for such a time as this. I believe God has positioned our church for such a time as this. You you don't even have any idea what lies ahead for us. He's about to blow your mind what he's going to do. He's positioning us for such a time as this. We are the royal priesthood. (laughs) We're not royal because of something we did. We're royal because what he did. He says, you bear my name, you're my church. I empowered you with the Holy Spirit to go be salt, light, and make a difference in this world. I don't want you to be led by the world. I want you to lead the world. You have to listen to a different voice. I'm the commander and the chief of the church, right? Not me, but him. And we are to march in his orders. We, those numbers you saw, those numbers are what he did to position us. And he has absolutely got us as healthy as we've ever been. And we have got people here that, that we've been waiting on. We got a staff that God has put together. And he says this, I am the wind beneath your wings. I am absolutely the power of the Holy Spirit. I am breathing it in you as a little church and you as a corporate church. It is time to go. It's time to go. Go. Because I have not every church is going to see this but only those that he's breathing on, okay? We don't raise up anything here except Jesus. We don't, mm, not me, mm, not staff, not people. We don't raise up nothing. We don't chase religion. We don't chase a denomination. We chase Jesus, all right? That's who we are. And he says, be the church. Our name is simple. The church location is Bushland. Over there, it's the church at Mesa Verde. That's the neighborhood. What we're supposed to be is the church. Be the church worthy of his return. Be the church worthy of his death on the cross. Be the church worthy of Acts where he put his power from heaven into the church through the Holy Spirit and said, go, go make disciples. I'm asking you individually right now, right now, what's he want for you? What's he got for you, man? What's he want to do? What's he want to do in you? Can I ask you this? What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What else does he have to do? How much better does he have to be? How much gooder? (laughs) It's not a word. How much gooder does he need to be? How much more faithful does he have to be? How many times does he have to come through for you to get on this? That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same God, same God, same God in the Old Testament as he is in the New Testament. He's the same God today as he was yesterday. He's better because he is God and he doesn't change. We have great things that lie ahead of us. We have been trusted by God. His favor's on this house. He trusts this church. He doesn't drop a pair of keys to a house, another church, if he doesn't trust you. He trusts us. And we got things to do for the kingdom of God. And I'm asking you, (laughs) what's he asking you to do? Come on, man. When are you going to join and do what he called you to do? What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Just say, God, I don't even know what I'm saying yes to, but I say yes. Good. That's all he needs is your yes.
You surrender to what he wants to do in your life and he will supernaturally blow your mind on what he's gonna do in and through you. Our best days lie ahead. We've got a great house. It's a sweet church, okay? But it needs more of us in 23. It needs more of us. What does he want of you? What more does he want to do through and in you? And then what are you waiting on? Amen. What are you waiting on? I'm going to invite you to stand, church. As the worship team comes, we'll have our ministry teams positioned down here. But the best thing down here is this altar. (laughs) It's the best thing down here. For some of us in the house, we just need to come and lay our lives down here and say, God, I surrender to what you want to do in my life. You've been chasing me forever, and I stopped running. I'm getting in on this God thing. I have no idea how you're going to use me, what you're going to do in me. I don't even know why you'd pick me. I don't even know why you'd would do. I don't know why you want me, but you do. He can use each one of us for his kingdom in some way. Will you just say yes to him? Yes. What are you waiting on? Amen. So this is a safe place down here as we worship. If you need prayer, you can come here. Okay. But most of all, will you please do what the Holy Spirit is saying to you right now? We pray. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, you have drawn us today to you. We don't chase nothing but you. God, we want to be more like you. And my prayer is, Father, that we we just look at you right now, nothing else, and say, God, what, what do you want? What do you want from me? What do you want to do in me, through me? I surrender, man. I, I do. I don't even know what I'm saying yes to, but I say yes. What are you waiting on? Man, woman, husband, wife, teenager. What are you waiting on? He's faithful. You can trust him. Just trust him. So right now, Father, draw your people for your glory and your glory only. And we say thank you. Thank you for meeting with us in Jesus' name. Amen. As we worship, you come if you need to. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.